And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Um, boom, you got you got little ones. You got you got little dudes in school now. I do. Little dudes in school. Little dude in school. I mean, that's part of why y'all moved back here was you made a choice to put your little dude in the school you knew, right? Uh, that's right. All right, so how would you feel? If you knew that little dude was in a school that took money for free and reduced lunches, which is, you know, there to help underprivileged kids uh, have a meal, right? It it funds that, okay. Um, But that it was important that the LGBTQ agenda be taught in the school uh, and that gender fluidity and all that kind of stuff was was allowed in the school, and that was necessary in order to get the money for the free and reduced lunch. Um, well, <laughs> I know he I probably baited that would... question hard. <laughs> if I found out about it, I probably uh, uh, I'm, would not like it. <laughs> the, the, the school that your little guy goes to. Yes. Uh, little dude goes to a school that has deliberately chosen not to take federal money for that very reason, unless something's changed. I'm pretty sure it's still the same. Right. I mean, they don't want to, they don't want anything pushed upon them. Exactly. For that very reason. Right. And you know, I, I it, there was a point in time, uh, me just talking to you, but there was a point and everybody else apparently, <laughs> but there was a point in time when I was on the board at the same school we're talking about. And I, I, I was, I was concerned. Are we passing up money? Are we passing up the opportunity to fund things that we could do? And are we really going to see that much interaction? But now we're literally seeing it like they're, the, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is withholding funds for lunches if you don't do the whole LGBTQ school meal guidance they put out. Uh, what the, that blows it. my mind. I mean, yeah. why are they pushing? I, I still just it doesn't comprehend in my head why they're pushing so much of these, you know, just small political nonsense on our kids yeah I, I think it's because what i said the other day in that op-ed that i came out with on monday um that uh, conservatives want to educate our kids liberal progressives just want our kids yeah because they're trying to make the next generation of liberal progressives mm. they're trying to validate they're trying to validate their own um worldview by teaching kids to accept their worldview so when they grow up the worldview perpetuates yeah. Okay. I wow. Just, yeah. I just coined that. You're welcome to go ahead and take that and make a podcast <laughs> out of it. But uh, yeah, here's the story. NBC News. This story came out in July of last year, by the way. But it's, it, it goes to the point, my state action segment here on uh, the Triple Dipper. It goes to the point that states have got to be willing to say no or to say, we're going to do this because you won't say yes. Here's a classic example. More than 20 Republican attorneys general filed a lawsuit last July, against President Joe Biden's administration of a Department of Agricultural School Meal Program that prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The challenge is led by our Tennessee neighbor to the north, the Attorney General Herbert Slattery. Or Slattery. He claims the federal government is attempting to force states and schools to follow anti-discrimination requirements that misconstrue the law. So the coalition of AGs are hoping for a similar result to a separate challenge from earlier this month when a Tennessee judge, it says, barred two state agencies from enforcing such directives. Here's the bottom line, y'all. They are putting out that if you want the money to feed the kids, that you've got to do the whole, um, you know, sexual orientation, gender identity part of the Biden administration's policies and that's absolutely not what's supposed, that's supposed to not happening. That is absolutely antithetical to the idea of states being able to say within their own rights what their citizens will or will not allow in schools. I mean, this is unbelievable. 
This is not even, by the way, it's not even coming from the Department of Education. It's coming from the Department of Agriculture. The story I had a minute ago about A.G. Marshall came from the Department of Labor. The story I told you about the, the offshore oil and gas, uh, uh, you know, it's crushing our ability to gain revenues for the state, that came from the Department of Energy. President Biden said we took office, he would have an all-of-government approach, and he certainly does. Here's one more, the Department of Veterans Affairs. Story came out in November of this past year, just, what, three months ago. Fifteen Republican state attorneys general are warning the Department of Veterans Affairs they will act decisively if the department doctors perform abortions that violate state law. We are a pro-life state. I'm proud of it. We are a decidedly pro-life state. We are not just a pro-life state. We have it embedded in our state constitution that there is no constitutional right under Alabama law for an abortion. And yet what we're seeing right now is in the, in the aftermath of the Dobbs decision, that the Biden administration is determined to kill as many babies as they possibly can. Oh, Phil, that's a rather rough way of saying it. It's the truth. Fifteen Republican state's attorney generals are warning the VA they will act decisively in a letter Thursday to VA Secretary Dennis McDonough, organized by AG of Mississippi. The attorneys general argued that the VA's abortion policy implemented earlier this year is deeply flawed. And the federal department cannot just override duly enacted laws. Here's my point that I've been saying all along. They actually said those who perform abortions based on this interim final rule and in defiance of state or federal laws do so at their own risk. They went on to say, too, we will not allow you to use this rule to erect a regime of elective abortions that defy state laws. We stand ready to move decisively against departures from the rules, terms, or promises we will enforce our duly enacted state laws and hold you accountable for violations of federal law. Folks, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to put a lid on this thing. Just, I'm telling you this. The Tenth Amendment, the, the, the capstone, if you will, to the Bill of Rights, literally says that while Congress may have the power to regulate and even to subject states at times to you know, applicable federal laws, the actual power ends when it reaches too far into what they call the retained dominion of state autonomy. In other words, the 10th Amendment says, hey, federal government, we're not going back to the days when the king dictated everything and it was all centralized and we had taxation without representation and we were not allowed the control of our lands. We had no redress against our government. None of it. We're not doing that again. And in order to say we're not doing that, we have set ourselves up as a republic. We have state sovereignty with independent state legislatures who within the bounds of the constitutional authorities granted them can pass state laws. And when the federal government decides it wants to do what it wants to do or not do what it wants to do, those states have a duty, an obligation to follow through on the enforcement of their own laws and the protection of their own citizens. And that's just the way it is. And I hope what you saw here was a list of things that clearly indicate that's going on now. All right, folks, we're coming right back, switching gears. Too much tech. Holy cow, you're going to want to hear this one. We'll be right back. 